coming up. All right, Walter, I wanted you to be the first to hear this from me. The Court of Criminal Appeals has granted relief. That's good, man. Thank you. You are not going back to prison. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. He was a black man in Tarrant County in a bad situation with bad people, and they said, this good enough for us. And because he denies being the shooter, he is given a life sentence because he won't admit to something that isn't true. He asks repeatedly over and over, please look at my case, Tarrant County. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. How long have you been in prison? Going on in December, be 26 years. A North Texas man has spent more than 25 years in prison for a crime that police and prosecutors now agree he did not commit. But a legal technicality could send him back to prison for the rest of his life. From the start, Walter Roy denied he was the shooter. But he spent 26 years behind bars, and until just a short time ago, he wasn't sure if he'd ever be let out. All that's changed. I knew this day was going to come. You know, I've always confessed this, and... And, and trusted, you know, God, you know, that, that, that he was going to do what he said he was going to do, and it happens. Instead of, you know, me having bitterness and hate in my heart, you know, for the system, you know, God actually gave me love in my heart for those people. I'm joined by Tanya Iser, investigative reporter at WFAA in Dallas. Tanya, thanks for being here with us. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Tanya, let's start with what happened back in 1995. It was in a Fort Worth park. This case has a lot to it, of course, leading up to the very recent news and developments. But let's go back to 1995 and explain to us what we know about the shooting that took place. Sure. Um, So Walter Roy, who was the man who was convicted in this case, uh, he was a gang member. Uh, There's no doubt about that. He He was young at the time. Uh, He had agreed to accompany a couple of other uh, fellow gang members to a park. Uh, for a drug deal. One of the, one of the uh, guys had arranged to buy some drugs. And when they get to the park, uh, as sometimes happens in drug deals, things go wrong. And um, a couple of cars come up unexpectedly. And one of the people that was um, there opens fire. And uh, several people get hit. Uh, and everybody flees. Everybody flees. So, uh, the rifle is thrown in the drainage culvert, um, and Walter is caught a short time later. And, you know, Walter consistently throughout has always claimed, has always said, I was not the shooter. Not only was I not the shooter, I was trying to stop the shooting. Um, and police, you know, became convinced that he was the shooter. There were so many problems, though, with this this case the lineup is one of the best examples of bad police work I, I can probably give you because in in the lineup that was shown to the witnesses, uh, Roy's mugshot is half the size of the other five in the lineup, and he's the only one in the lineup with cornrows. So if you're showing that lineup to someone, you are telegraphing, hey, this is the guy you should pick because what is not like the others? Um, and in fact, that type of lineup would not be allowed today. Uh, police in policing, the way lineups are, are done is very, very different. Uh, not only are you supposed to make sure that the photos are consistent, best practice is now that whoever shows that lineup not be the 
the the direct directly involved in the case that they be kind of a uh, a neutral person who has no idea who police believe the suspect is so that's a really important difference and there were a lot of other uh, problems with the case um there was a witness who had reported seeing a man fitting uh, Walter's description, trying to stop the shooter. Uh, and another person had, had saw two men flee, you know, to the, to the nearby railroad tracks. But Tarrant County Sheriff's investigators never followed up on any of that. There was no indication they ever looked into it. And as, as, as his attorney told me back at the time, this is a quote from him. He was a black man in Tarrant County in a bad situation with bad people. And they said, this is good enough for us. Tanya, let, let me ask, the shooting itself, what were the nature of, were there any injuries? No one was killed. No, no one was killed, but there were, there were some people significantly injured. I mean, there was there, there were multiple people shot. I forget how many off the top of my head, but there were a number of people shot. I mean, this was, you know, if somebody opens fire with a rifle, this is not an insignificant shooting, but there was... There were indications from the very start that Walter was not the shooter, that he had tried to stop the shooting, had, had police actually followed up on these leads. And so um, he gets arrested, he gets indicted. At trial, at trial, uh, one of the, the fellow gang members that was there at the park with, with Walter testifies on Walter's behalf and says Walter was not the shooter. Absolutely adamant from the stand. And by the way, this guy was injured in the shooting. He was he was one of those injured, and he is absolutely adamant. Walter was not the shooter. Walter, in fact, was trying to stop the shooting. And the prosecutors basically say, "Well, you're lying. You're just trying to protect your fellow gang member." Uh, um, and so Walter gets convicted. He uh, is sentenced to life in prison. He gets convicted of engaging in organized crime. He gets convicted of attempted murder. Um, also, part of the testimony that that convicted him was there was a Fort Worth gang detective that got up and basically painted Walter as this uh, horrible criminal, and um, and in basic, you know, Walter had a little tear a teardrop uh, under his eye, and essentially the the detective got up and said that that was indicative of indicating that he had killed someone. And Walters says, no, the teardrop was because, you know, a friend of mine had died, not because I killed anybody. So Walter gets convicted. He gets sent off to prison. But he never, he never um, relents. He's always says, I'm innocent, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And so uh, he, a few years ago, he sent a letter to the Tarrant County um, Conviction Integrity Unit. And, 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 and good for them. They actually take a look at his case. They they determined that the lineup, the first thing they found is, man, this lineup is so messed up. This is not good. Um, and so they began finding witnesses. And sure enough, there are witnesses who say, you know, there was another guy uh, who says, who, who was running around telling people he was the shooter. And now this person had, had later on uh, been murdered himself. So he's no longer alive to even be prosecuted in this case. But, you know, there was there were so many indications that he was not the shooter. What makes Walter's case a little more complicated is because the DA's office determined that while he was not the shooter, they believed he could have been convicted as an accomplice. Now, that's really important because if he's not, quote unquote, actually innocent, uh, then he's not entitled to money. Right. So. 
obviously Walter's attorneys are, you know, contend that he was actually innocent. Um, and that created this, this legal quagmire that could have kept him in prison for the rest of his life. Because when the, when his attorney went to the court of criminal appeals to try to have, um, him declared actually innocent, they denied it based on what Tarrant County was saying that he could have been convicted as an accomplice. And that created this legal technicality that basically says you can't come back to us unless you have something brand new. But everybody agreed he wasn't the shooter. The DA's office agreed that he had been overcharged and oversentenced. So um, they went back to the Court of Criminal Appeals and, and said to the Court of Criminal Appeals, hey, look, you, you have the authority to take another look at this. Um, and they did. Tanya, at what point did the governor of Texas take a look at this and then, and then deny it, is my understanding? So you had the Republican District Attorney Sharon Wilson and the Republican um, sheriff and and the judge overseeing the case. They all uh, sent this letter to the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole, and they requested that his life be sentenced to time already served, and that was in May of 2020. And and they, they highlighted all the problems with the case, the lack of physical evidence, these eyewitnesses that said he didn't do it, and and the issues with the lineup and all these things. So in August of 2020, they vote to recommend clemency for Roy. They And what they recommended is that his sentence be reduced to the time he had already served. And the Board of Pardons and Paroles, they don't do that very often. We're, again, we're not talking about, you know, namby-pambies here. These, this, this is something that's not common. And five months later, Governor Abbott, uh, denied that request without explanation. I reached out to his office a number of times, you know, trying to find out why. I never got a response. And when I took a look at um, Governor Abbott's record of re- clemency requests, in other words, the border pardons and paroles, these are the people that he appoints to take a look at these cases, and and they make recommendations to him. And, and since he's been in office and since 2015, at that time, I found he'd only granted one clemency request, and that was to commute the, the death row sentence, um, changing it to punishment to life in prison without parole. So he has not been a governor who grants clemency. So you combine that with the appeals court, and you had this legal quagmire where Walter could have spent the rest of his life in prison. So you can imagine how... Um, how how terrifying this would be. And so back in September, a judge had agreed to release Walter while we waited for this appeals court decision. And there was a real, a, there was a, there was a real possibility he could go back to prison. Uh, I mean, it was real because there was no guarantee that the appeals court would agree to uh, find their way around this procedural hurdle. But basically what the appeals court did was they said, We're just going to reconsider what we already rejected. So, and they can do that. And they did. You were actually on a phone call uh, or or, or video chat, really, with with his attorney when he told Walter Roy and his wife this news that the decision had been reversed, that he he would indeed stay out of prison, right? Yes. So I um, got word that Walter had, had won his appeal. And so I called his attorney and I said, have you told Walter yet? Actually, Mark had not even seen the opinion yet. Mark Lassiter's attorney had not yet seen the opinion. So I 
I made arrangements with Mark. I said, let's do a Zoom call and, and you can tell him and I'll record it. And that's what we did. All right, Walter, I wanted you to be the first to hear this from me. The Court of Criminal Appeals has granted relief. <gasps> That's good, man. Thank you. You are man. not going back to prison. Oh my God. Thank you, man. That's that's Oh that's, my that's, God. That ain't no God. That's yeah. That's all it is. That ain't no God. Oh my God. You're gonna make me so cry, Mark. Oh my God. Thank you, man. So Bless they you. determined they actually, in their opinion, revisited our original writ and right. said based on the evidence that we presented subsequent to that. We have right. reconsidered our original decision and now are deciding to grant relief. Oh, thank you. That's a blessing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what God. that means for us, you got to go back to Tarrant County and they got to right. resentence you. So there's going to be some formalities involved. But at okay. the end of the day, we're going to show up and we're going to leave and you're going to be a free man. Okay. Thank you, man. That's Forever. a blessing. Thank you. Oh thank you, man. <laughs> I know he be worried about it sometimes, that's even though he don't never mention it. I know he do, yeah, but he don't never say a word. That's a big, you know, prayers go up, oh blessings come down. That's we was blessing. not expecting this this morning. Oh, my God. God that's just blessing. be working. He, he be, be working. working. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah he did. Got the <laughs> <laughs> it's not often in my line of work that I get to be part of good news. And, and so I got to be part of good news, and that was really exciting um, to see Walter's reaction because – I think he was scared. I mean, you can imagine you've been out of prison, you've tasted freedom, and then to know that this is hanging over your head and now it's not, that is an amazing thing. And he, uh, Walter has gotten married. Uh, him and his wife are, are, you know, doing great. He's uh, got a business. He's got a, it's like a car detailing business. And he's just, he's really an incredible guy. And, he's, he, and what I like about Walter, Walter's a person of faith. He's not angry. I mean, I think I'd be pretty angry. If I'd spent 26 years in prison for something I didn't do, I'd be a pretty, I don't know if I could be as nice as he is about it, but he is really a person of faith. And he's, um, I think he's, his life will be a real witness to others. Yeah, he's 45 now, is my understanding. And so he spent more than half of his life behind bars for a really a crime he didn't commit. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt. Everybody agrees he was convicted of a crime he did not commit, which was attempted murder, and that he was overcharged and oversentenced. Now, there is disagreement about whether or not he could, could have been convicted as an accomplice, but he didn't do what he was accused of, of doing, what he was sent to prison for for 26 years. That's just an extraordinary amount of time, and I do believe that we have to do better. We really have to do better. When people's freedom and lives are on the line. We just have to do better. And I know in talking to Walter before he was released, I interviewed him at the Tarrant County Jail. The biggest reason he wanted to get out at the time was because his mother was very ill and he wanted to be able to spend time with her before she passes. Tanya Iser at WFAA in Dallas. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us about this case. One last question, actually. Walter's name is not Walter Roy. Yeah, you're right. So Walter's name is not his real name. It was his grandfather's name. He had gotten arrested under the name Walter Roy, and no matter how many times he says he told police and law enforcement and the DA's office and everybody and prison officials, that is not my name. My, my real name is John Drizzle, um, they wouldn't change it. And, and so now he is going by his real name. 
I mean, it, talk about kind of a rebirth in a way. Um, and so in doing these stories, I've, I've stuck with Walter Roy because all the records are in Walter in the name Walter Roy. It would be kind of complicated to try to go back now. But, yeah, he's uh, his email is uh, his real name. He's and he's going by the name John, not Walter. So it's it's uh, it's really kind of exciting to see. And so now people can stop calling you Walter Roy. Yeah, and and right. I mean, John. So and, and your, I mean, that was your real name, but you got arrested under your. Was your that's your grandfather's name, right? That's my grandfather's name. Yes, ma'am. So yeah. you spent twenty six years in prison under an under his name. Yeah, <laughs> I told you they couldn't. The DA they could nobody believe it. They like, man, what's your real name, man? Who are you? <laughs> they was asking for that. But it's crazy though. But you know, it's just a lot of a lot of loose ends in the system that, that need to be straightened out. You know, they got a, you know, a, a, a lot of work to do. And I and I just pray and, and hope that, you know, that don't nobody else, you know, go through what I what I went through. You know, it ain't it ain't it ain't worth it. It ain't right. You know, um if you if you're gonna represent the country or the or the state, you know, just do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but, but I'm but I'm happy though. And and everything is back to normal now. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Daily Crime. Be sure to check out our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. <laughs> <laughs>